0: Oh, oh, Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Simply Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Martinez. I'm so pumped that you get to be here today on the podcast because we're kicking off our new series. That's right. We're going to be launching a five-part series answering the question, how do I disciple someone? And so excited for you to join us on the first episode of that five-part series. How do I disciple someone? If you're like me, you uh, had a point in time where you decided, I want to be a multiplier. I want to be a disciple maker. I want to reach my friends for Christ. And I want to help those that I'm leading grow as I disciple them. Well, how in the world do I do that? If you're like me, you've asked that question before. Maybe you're asking that right now or you're asking, how do I do that better? We're answering that question over the course of these next five episodes. How do I disciple someone? You're in the right place. Today, we're talking about knowledge. How do I disciple someone in knowledge? And we have three essential areas that I want to share with you how we can grow in knowledge. But before we dive into the episode today, I have a free gift for you. It's my online disciple-making workshop. It's called How to Effectively Make Disciples and Eternally Make a Difference in Just four steps. If you need a roadmap, if you need a process, you need a system to get from point A to point B, how do I make disciples effectively and internally make a difference in the lives of those around me? This will answer that for you. I've put all of my best tips, my tools, and strategies all into this four-part disciple-making workshop, and it's for you, free. Link below in the description. Go check that out. I promise you it's going to give you some awesome, helpful insight into how you this week can get started making disciples. And if you already say, you know what, I'm raising my hand, Nathan, I'm a disciple maker. Great. That's for you too, because you're going to get a lot out of that to help you on your journey, wherever you are in making disciples. Go check that out. I encourage you. It's got some of my best stuff in there. Uh, so now as we get started, I want to kick off this uh Episode on knowledge and helping someone grow in knowledge with the goal of discipleship. Right? And so, over the next five episodes, we are going to be discovering the five areas that are essential in how we can disciple someone. What do we need them to grow in? And so, I want to kick off by saying there is a goal to discipleship. There is a goal to discipleship. And that goal is to grow our disciples to maturity in Christ and equip them to reproduce. I'm going to say that again, because that is so. That is the goal of discipleship. And if you're not doing those two things, man, you're missing out. Here it is. It's to grow our disciples to maturity in Christ and equip them to reproduce. It's both and. There's not one or the other. You miss out on both. When Jesus gives us the great commission, he says, go make disciples, right? So go share your faith, implying that they weren't disciples before. Go make disciples out of people. And then he goes on down into that verse, and he says, teaching them, all that I've commanded you, right? So it's not just we make a disciple and then we live them, uh, let them go and leave them alone. It's actually we are to teach them all of the things about Jesus. So that's maturity and equipping to reproduce. Remember, 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, we want them to reproduce. And that's how we reach the world is through multiplication, not addition. So the goal of discipleship is to grow our disciples to maturity and equip them to reproduce. Well, if, if that's the goal of discipleship, today we're talking about knowledge. I want our disciples to grow in knowledge. Knowledge of what? Well, there are three things that I'm convinced that will help our disciples grow in maturity and will even help them to reproduce when they are able to do so. So the first one is God, the second one is self, and the third one is the world. So when we talk about growing our disciples in maturity, I'm convinced they need to know these essential areas Of knowledge, and that's knowledge of God, knowledge of self, and knowledge of world. So the first one is knowledge of God. So I think it's Hosea six, in in that uh, passage, there's a verse that says, "Let us press on to know the Lord, to know the Lord." Right? We want to know God. This isn't just a let's know facts about God, but it's actually let's get to know a person. Right? Uh, The person of God. So let's press on to know the Lord. So. How do we do that? First and foremost, and most importantly, it's through the Bible. And so when I think of the Bible, I want to think not only do I know the Word of God, but do I know the God of the Word? Do you see the difference there? I don't want to just know the Word of God, I want to know the God of the Word. And so we do that by diving deeply into the Bible, reading, Uh, studying, meditating, memorizing God's Word. And you get to help your disciples do that uh, by diving into the Word with them. I just want to encourage you now. If you want to know God, the way to do it is by reading his scripture and getting to know God's word. I think it was Billy Graham who said one day "One that somebody one day is going to pick up the Bible, believe it, and put us all to shame, right? Do we really believe that the Bible is the living and active word of God? I hope so, uh, because only through that do we get to know uh, God so deeply and intimately, right? It's how he speaks to us. The other way we get to know God is through prayer, right? I actually believe when we come before God in prayer, we have an understanding of who he is, right? If we come before God in prayer, we're actually saying, I'm dependent on you. So we're saying, you, God, are independent. You are in control uh, over what's happening. You have a say in all of the world. It's your authority, right? We get to know God through prayer. And he might even reveal things to us, especially if we've memorized scripture or thought through things in our worship times through prayer. He might reveal to us things about himself. I also think that, man, if you are not going to church and sitting under biblical, gospel-centered preaching, you are so missing out. Uh, and I think we get to know God more when we are surrounded by his people and community. Uh, expressing them, uh, expressing themselves through the local body, but also when we sit under biblical gospel-centered preaching. And so if you want to know God, go to church and sit under some preaching that is edifying and encouraging and doesn't just point you to yourself, but points you to God through the word because that is where we find life. Uh, the other thing I think of too is let's read let's Christian books together, right? If you want to help them grow in knowledge, I think another helpful way is reading Christian books. Uh, now, whether uh, you're looking up David Platt, John Piper, Tim Keller, who's one of my favorites. Uh, Those are awesome, great places to start. Uh, They may not be the Word of God, but they're going to point you to the Word of God. I hope so, right? And they're going to give you awesome insight into who God is by reading those books. I think that's really helpful. I also think it's helpful to study theology. Uh, I I heard once that our theology should lead to doxology, right? So if we are studying theology, it should lead us to worship God because we understand him better and deeper. And so I want to encourage you, uh, study theology, With your disciples, Uh, it doesn't have to be deep. Uh, Do uh, Wayne Grudem's Twenty One Essentials of the Christian Faith, right? And that's a super easy, short read for you to know God better. And every time you go through that, read and pray and praise Him for what He reveals to you about Himself, and do that with your disciples. Uh, And and I want to emphasize, you do this with your disciples. So maybe you're holding each other accountable. Uh, to read a chapter a week of something, or you're memorizing a verse together, something along those lines, or maybe you meet up and you actually dive into the Bible together and say, man, let's read a book uh, of the Bible over the course of this next six months. Uh, let's do a chapter a week and come together and talk about it. Man, what an awesome way to get to know God together. So I want you to develop our disciples in knowledge of God. Remember, we don't want to know simply the word of God. We want to know the God of the word. And so when you approach the Bible, approach it from that way and help your disciples understand that there's a God we get to know who's intimately involved in our lives. And that's through mainly his word. Okay, the second one, the second area of essential uh, knowledge that we can grow in and you can help your disciples grow in is self, right? So we want to help them understand how they're wired, their personality their giftings. <clears throat> how have they been blessed by God in order to bless others, right? I remember hearing somebody say once, uh, we're blessed to be a blessing, right? So how has God blessed them with their talents, their time, their treasures, uh, relationships, whatever, uh, and you get to help them understand how God has gifted them and wired them so that they can help others, uh, right? And so I, I also want to remind you that we get to be a voice in their lives uh, to expose and observe sin, Right. So we are not perfect on this side of heaven. uh, Right. And so we have to grow in a process called sanctification. Uh, whereby the spirit and the word work in us to grow us into the likeness of Christ. And so as somebody who is discipling somebody else, you might have an outside view of somebody's life to observe sin going on. And so when you approach that person, you say, man, I have observed a pattern in your life revealing, man, your anger is out of control or blah, 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 right? You, you have seen something in their lives and you get to call it out and say, man, on I'm reading God's word, I'm saying, Man, this is a verse that applies to this. Let's talk about it, right? Let's let's go deep and let's repent and confess together. And you get to remind them of the gospel. So you get to help them understand themselves. How are they wired? What's their personality? Maybe you do an enneagram test. I don't know. You do something with them to help them see who God has made them to be, right? And, and even talk about sin with them and just say, man, I get to be a helpful observer in your life to point you back to God's word and grow in maturity uh, and, and put to death the old self, right? And put on the new self. You get to see, you get to help them see how they're wired and where God is at work in them and through them, right? So the other cool thing I think we get to do is we get to encourage them and say, man, I have seen God at work in these ways in your life. Uh, and you get to say, man, I've seen God at work through you in these ways with these people, with these examples, Uh, and you get to be an encouragement to them and say, man, God is at work in you. Here's what I've seen. God is at work through you. Here's what I've seen. And so we want to give them a knowledge of themselves. So maybe it's saying, man, I've noticed uh, that recently you are so extroverted and outgoing, it might be better for you to be a greeter at the church instead of somebody working behind the scenes in the tech side of of things, right? And so you are helping them see who God has wired them to be so that they might bless others. So that's self. And the best way we do that is by asking really good questions. Okay, so the first one, knowledge of God. The second one, knowledge of self. And the third one, knowledge of the world. We get to help them. Uh, see the world the way God sees it. So how do they view the world? You get to help give them a biblical Christian world view. And it, and it must be a biblical world view. I think of, uh, I believe it was C.S. Lewis who had this analogy. He said when he became a Christian, it was like the sun came up and he could see everything for the first time. So the reality is, when Jesus has impacted you so much that you can't help but love him and love others the way he's uh, loved them, you also can't help but see the world the way that he sees the world. And so whether that's the brokenness of sin, and and uh, I think of Matthew 9 when Jesus uh, had compassion for the crowds because they were like sheep without a shepherd, right? That's seeing the world through a biblical lens. Uh, I, I think of stewardship, Right. When we become a Christian, we see for the first time that nothing belongs to us. Everything belongs to God. And so if that's true, if everything belongs to God, how do I handle my money? right? Because it's not my money, it's His money. If that's true, uh, then God has placed me in the workplace I'm in for a reason. How do I steward that? See, essentially what we're doing is we're saying, there is a God. And if this is true, how does that God want me to see the world? And you get to help your disciples understand that whether it's your kids, it's your marriage, it's your spouse, it's your workplace, your money, all of those things, God has a say in those things, maybe in his word especially. And you get to understand, man, how do I view all of the things in the world the way God sees them. And so you get to help your disciples grow in a biblical Christian world view. And I think that is so essential in growing our disciples in a knowledge aspect. You want them to know, how do I view the world now? How do I view my, myself, my money, my body, or even helping them understand that the world is a broken place uh, and there's such a thing as sin, and the world has that impact uh, our society, our communities, individuals, families. I mean, there are so many things you can go off of in understanding how God wants us to view these things. And so whether it's by reading God's word and making observations or by reading other books that explain God's word and how you want to live in light of what it says, man, you get to help your disciples grow in knowledge of the world. And so those are the three essential areas I'm convinced we can help our disciples grow. And so how do I disciple someone, help them grow in knowledge, knowledge of what? Knowledge of God, knowledge of self and knowledge of World. So I hope that's encouraging. I mean, just imagine. Imagine if we helped our disciples grow. Imagine if there was an army of disciple makers who were equipped in knowing God, knowing themselves, and knowing the world. I mean, I think we could turn the entire world upside down if we had disciples who were committed to these three things. If we had disciple makers who desired to know God, know themselves, know the world, and help others know God, help others know themselves, and help others have a biblical world view. I mean, the world would be flipped upside down. I want you to join me in that. Join me in helping our disciples know these three things. And so that is part one of our five-part series, How Do We Disciple Someone? The first thing to disciple someone in is knowledge. And whether you're using God's Word or outside books, you can help your disciples grow in knowledge. All right, so let me pray and we'll go on from here. Father, we thank you so much for your kindness and allowing us to participate in your mission in the world. Father, we pray you would bless us as we go from here, helping our disciples grow in knowledge, and even praying that you would help us grow in knowledge of you. God, I pray, uh, knowledge of ourselves uh, and knowledge of the world. Father, help us. We need you. Let it be so, for the sake of your name, among the nations. Amen.